0: We're glad you could join us today for the concepts of faith broadcast this program is dedicated to teach you how to put the word of god to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life and now here's charles capps proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 says the spirit of man is the candle of the law searching all the inward parts of his belly Now, see, the belly is referring to the center, the core of man's being, or his spirit. That's really what belly means there, is out of the spirit. So the spirit of man, the human spirit, is the light bulb that God uses to enlighten you, searches the innermost part of his spirit being. When Jesus says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, this is the flood he's referring to in Isaiah, the 59th chapter. When the enemy comes in, then like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Apostle Paul says, when you know not what to pray for as you ought, then the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us. In other words, that river, that flood within us begins to be released. And let me remind you that a flood cannot be contained. He begins to pray out of his spirit when he doesn't have any words to pray. Now, I've been there. I don't know whether you've been there or not, but I've been there. To the place in a problem area physically and financially to where I did not know what to pray. I just didn't have any words. It wouldn't any words come to me. But you know how I made it through it? When the enemy came in, then the Spirit of God began to pray through my spirit. And like a flood, the Spirit of God lifted up a standard against that that the enemy brought. And I want you to know he was contained because of the promise of God. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is the flood. This is the flood that's referred to in Isaiah the 59th chapter. It's not the devil and all that he brought that is the flood. It is the flood coming out of your spirit. The Holy Spirit flowing through your spirit that is uncontainable and Satan can't contain him. And that's... Spirit flows out of you and that flood of God's power flows out of you in other tongues and it nullifies, casts down and brings to naught all that the enemy's done for he's the comforter. He's the one called alongside to help. But you see, since Jesus is our intercessor, then he is seated at the right hand of the Father and he's interceding. And the way Jesus intercedes is he intercedes through your spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Now, remember what Jesus said. I'll not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Now, when he comes to you, as the Spirit of truth, he came. And he said, the world can't receive him. He said, he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He's speaking of that great Christ Spirit. That great Christ Spirit that was in Jesus that he said, I'll be inhibited when I die. And when I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, then I'll come in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Then I'll be your intercessor. Then you see the Apostle Paul in Romans the 8th chapter says that, when we know not what to pray for as we ought, then the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us. The Holy Spirit, by your spirit, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech. The Greek says articulate speech are in a language that you know. So what he is saying is that when you don't know how to pray, when you're in a situation where your back is to the wall, so to speak, and, dear God, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. Pray in the Spirit, in other tongues. Intercede. It is Jesus interceding through you. Let me point out something to you in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, that goes right along with this. When Paul talks about the armor of God, Verse 13, he ends up by saying, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. When you've done all to stand, just stand. Now, that's the key to it having your lawns girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You shall be able to quench them. You shall be able to quench them. You shall be able to quench them. All of them. Did you get that? I want to let that hang there a minute. Because remember, the flood cannot be contained. Paul is telling you here, this thing can be contained. You can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. You can quench anything the devil brings against you. So Isaiah 59 cannot be saying that the flood is from the devil. The flood is not from the devil. When the enemy comes in, then like a flood, the Spirit of God's going to lift up the standard and will put the enemy to flight. Now listen to what he says, take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now here again, we're going to unpunctuate this thing and punctuate it different. (laughs) You can do what you want to with it, but let me just throw it out to you. You do what you want to with it. Let's read verse 17 and 18 together. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In other words, he's talking about taking the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying. It is the Holy Spirit, through your spirit, praying the Word of God. Now, let me ask you something. If Jesus is our intercessor, and Jesus is equal with God, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, he's glorified now, he's back in his Godhead powers then if Jesus were to pray, he would pray like God would pray, wouldn't he? And the Bible says he's making intercession for us. Well, now, you see, I'm not so sure that it's legal for Jesus to pray for us from heaven. Now, listen carefully to what I'm going to say because I don't have a lot of time to get this over to you and to qualify what I'm going to say. I'm not so sure, according to the Word of God in Genesis 1, where He gave man dominion over all the earth, that it would be legal for God to pray for us from heaven. But Jesus said, I'll come get inside you. See, in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus intercedes for us. But He does it through your spirit and through your voice. It is the Holy Spirit, through your spirit, praying the Word of God. Now, if God were to pray, you know what God would pray? He'd pray the word of God over you. That's all he'd pray. God wouldn't say one thing in prayer that he's not already said in his word. If you had lack, he'd pray abundance over you. If you were in darkness, he'd pray light over you. You see, this is the way God would pray. Now, here he says, taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying. Now, it is the sword of the human spirit. He's not referring to the sword of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the sword of the human spirit. You see, the sword, we've said this is our sword. But no, this is not the sword. This is not a sword until it gets in my mouth. Then it becomes the sword of my human spirit. When I take it into my spirit and speak it out of my mouth. So you take the word of God, which is the sword of the human spirit, praying always. In other words, praying the word of God always. Now, that's what happens when you pray in the Spirit. You're praying God's Word over the situation. And the Apostle Paul stated it this way. He says that uh, when you pray that way, then you'll know that all things work together for good. Now, see, that's been taken out of context. We're going to come back in one of the other sessions and we're going to deal with that very Scripture there. And point it out to you to keep in context. But now let's read it again. You take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now if you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying in tongues. Paul said, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding also. So he's talking about praying in tongues. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, this is what he's referring to there. The enemy will come in, but he won't come in like a flood because he can't come in like a flood. The enemy can be contained, thank God, because he says right here, you can take the shield of faith and you can quench every fire or dart of the wicked. You can quench any flood the enemy would try to bring against you because for the first place, number one, he can't bring a flood because a flood can't be contained. But we are the ones that have the flood. The flood is inside you. It is the Holy Spirit flowing out of your spirit. When he comes in, then like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord in you will raise up the standard of God's Word. See, what is the standard that he's going to raise up against him? It's the Word of God is the standard. That's the standard he's going to raise up against the devil. And he's going to stop the devil with the Word of God. Glory to God, I'm about ready to shout. I don't know whether I've helped you or not, but I've talked myself happy. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to go back to a passage of Scripture. Well, back to Hebrews, to our foundation Scriptures over here. So I want to point out something to you here. Hebrews 11th chapter. Let's read down, begin down in verse... 39, all these having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Now I think we ought to back up and read just a little further there because I want to bring this into the text here. Verse 37, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, in mountains, in dens, and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise of God. Now the promise of God that he's referring to here is the promised Messiah. See, we need to realize that. Talking about the promised Messiah. They didn't receive that promise. I mean, it was not manifest. That's what it's referring to. God having provided some better things for us. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer all of this week is offer number 7217. That's 7217. It's called The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. A total... Of $19. The others of Hebrews 11. Well, what is this about? Well, let's read what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 33 says, talks about all these people who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained the promise, stopped the mouth of lion, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Someone said, well, you see, what happened to the others of Hebrews 11? Why couldn't they be delivered? Well, it says they didn't accept deliverance. Now, let me give you a little insight into this. There are other things involved. But you remember the Apostle Paul one time was let down the wall because a garrison of armies surrounded the city at Damascus. They let him down in a basket down the wall, and he escaped. So God provided a way of escape, and he took it. But then the Holy Ghost began to say in every city he went and preached, says, don't go to Jerusalem. If you do, you're going to be bound, and problems are going to be up on you and your ministry. And he said, doesn't bother me. I'm going anyway. So he took the way of escape in some places, and other places he didn't. Now, I suppose he considered that it was more important to preach the gospel there than it was to stay away from the trouble that came to him. But what I want to point out is the fact that others were tortured not accepting deliverance. And it says that they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, this could mean that they just simply had to deny Christ if they were delivered. That's offer number 7217. It's entitled, The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon.